0: everybody thank you for joining in on this week's episode of welcome home with the Catinas. hope everyone is enjoying the fall weather as it creeps in hopefully if you're living in a place that has four seasons i know here in franklin it's definitely cooled down a lot and um, so i'm enjoying that and i want to start off the show by thanking everyone who supports it by watching uh, by praying for us, by interacting with us online, um, and I especially want to thank those of you who support Katina Ministries financially. Uh, those of you who do, you know that this podcast is just a small part of what we do at Katina Ministries, and none of it would be possible if it weren't for your generosity. So, thank you for for your support. And if you're out there listening or watching us, and you're curious, what is Katina Ministries? What else do they do besides this Welcome Home with the Katinas podcast once a week? Um, I would encourage you to visit thecatinas.com, and you'll find more information there. And also, I've mentioned this before on the show, but there's a uh, a Facebook group outside of the Catinas Normal uh, Facebook page. Um, There's a group called the Catinas and Cousins on Facebook. As my dad walks in, welcome, dad. (laughs) Um, I'll just have you sit right there, dad. You can go around or whatever, but... Like I was saying, there's a Facebook group called the Katinas and Cousins, K-U-Z-I-N-S. There's about a thousand of you on there, and um, it's an amazing community and a place where it's not just about the Katinas, it's about the Cousins as well. And so I would encourage you to join that if you're not not already on it. Um, I saw one post either yesterday or the day before from my auntie Diana Sullivan. Um, She is... A cousin, a supporter of Katina Ministries, she posted about last week's podcast with our friend Matt Rogers, um, and so I want to thank you, Auntie Diana, for for sharing that. I'm glad that you enjoyed that podcast, and I know you'll be listening to this one as a loyal supporter. So thank you. Um, and if you want to meet Auntie Diana, go on that Katina's Facebook group, Katina's and Cousins. Again. Um, and you'll meet her and lots of other people, my dad and my uncles, my cousins, my aunties, were all on there, and we'd love to hear from you there. So that is that. And as you can see, I have two guests this morning, one who walked in a little late, but he's here anyways. I'd like to welcome them. They're special people to me. One is a regular on the show, my dad, Joe. And then today's special guest is my mom, Lori Katina. Mom, dad. Very special. Thank you guys for being here.
1: Thanks, Thanks, Josh. For having us,
0: I gave uh, Mom the rundown, Dad, and I feel like I have to tell everyone this because it, sometimes you struggle <laughs> with speaking into the mic, and uh, so Mom's gonna. Mom knows to do that, and I want to welcome you guys, especially you, Mom. I, we were talking before the show. When was the last time you were on the podcast? Do you do you know? Has it been a year?
1: I think it's been over a year. Over a year. I, I want to say it was. Right after Gammer died, so that would have oh, been wow. a year and a half ago.
0: Okay, yeah. so this is a new environment. The last time you'd have been on the show, we were at my house in my old studio, and we've been doing this now for two or three months, I think. Um, yeah, it's been it's been three months, and I've really enjoyed uh, getting to change the environment and also have multiple guests on the show, and I want to start somewhat of like a mini series or like a special thing where I have each of my uncles and their wives on the show and so I thought having you two make sense for me to start this off with as being my parents and um so that's part of the reason why it's just the two of you here today I haven't even discussed that with you guys but <laughs>
2: thanks for having us Josh yeah. uh when you asked you said hey uh are you guys available? I just assumed you were talking about me and the uncles, and I, you know, we just got back from a, I don't know, feels like a two week run, and I said, well, I'll be available. I'm not sure if the rest of them, and then you said, no, you and mom, and I, I got excited. I said, oh man, absolutely, and mom's got to
0: work today, but uh, thank you for fitting this in. Baby. This
1: could be a lot of episodes. Yeah.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, with this new environment, I have more options on you know, people that I can have and ways that we can conduct the the podcast. And so the having the couples on is definitely one of the things I want to do. My wife, Alexis, uh, she really wants me to have an episode with all the aunties, which is something I definitely want to do too. So mom, as a member of the auntie clan, maybe you can reach out to them and we'll, I'll reach out to them. We'll figure out a time to do all of that. But I want to start with you, mom. And give you an opportunity to um, share with our listeners, I guess, kind of, it's kind of a question I've asked you before, but about what's going on at home. But if you'd like to just share a general update of the things that are going on in your life right now to get people up to speed on how's Lori Katina doing, I'd love that.
1: Well, Lori Katina is doing great. I am a grandma. Mm -hmm. Oh, my word. That little boy, Josiah Brooks, has just stolen my heart. Mm -hmm. And he just makes our family feel so complete. Mm -hmm. I look forward to the days that I get to watch him. I watch him on Thursdays. So tomorrow morning, I get to get him really early in the morning and keep him all day. Oh, he's just precious. Um, So he's almost five months old, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um. But I'm still doing hair out of the home two days a week. Um, Dad and I are still adjusting and and enjoying empty nesting. Um, But we love, I love, and I think he loves it more, the whole grandparent role. Mm -hmm. I mean, oh, my word. You know, before I became a grandparent, people would say, oh, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. And I would think, how do you know? You don't know me that well. How do you know I'm going to love it? And man, it's, it's really the best. Mm. It's really sweet. So that's really what's going on at home mm. with me right now is just, and gearing up for this Christmas tour, I have to kind of mentally prepare being alone more when dad's gone. So, um, yeah, I love the holiday seasons. I love fall. Um, so gearing up for that, I do, I've started an annual uh, girls weekend with Amelia and Alexis. Um, and so that's coming up the first part of November, so I'm still trying to plan what to do for that. The first year we did it, it was really organic, and it was so much fun, and we've done it. I think this is our fourth year, maybe, fourth or fifth year, but this year we'll have Josiah with us, too. <laughs> 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 Got to have Josiah.
0: Nice. So.
2: Josiah made the girls' <laughs> weekend
1: cut.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> I had I had an, uh, I guessed, I assumed that being a grandmother would come up for you, um, and I wanted to ask both of you this question because I think that when, uh, big changes happen in our lives, both good and bad, but this one obviously being a blessing and a good one, um, when a big change like that happens, I think it sometimes can open our eyes to see each other in a new light. You see a new side of each other. Um, I've never seen you as a grandmother. I've never seen you as a grandfather. You guys have never seen each other as that. And even though you've been married for over 30 years now, you're in a season where you're seeing, I would think that you're seeing a new side of your spouse. And so I would like to ask both you guys, and maybe you haven't, and that's fine too, but... Is there is there a new thing that you're discovering about each other through the blessing of becoming grandparents?
2: I think that obviously I've known mom for we've known each other 35 years, been married 30 years. And so I think Josh that when you for me and when I get older, I'm able to appreciate or even see more clearly things that mom's always been when mom was a mom just to you and Eli i knew she was she was a what would you say uh a a boy mom she loved having sons but i don't think i appreciated it as much cuz i was just in my own uh uh season of trying to provide trying to Uh, make a career, trying to grow, trying to build, trying to do things that men do, you know, trying to earn a living, trying to make a name, trying to buy a house, buy cars, buy clothes, things that seem really important that are important, but maybe not as important as I made them out to be. Now, as a granddad, I I feel like uh, hopefully it's wisdom that, I'm able to appreciate things more for, that are really important. Money is important, but it's not as important. Things are important, you know, providing for my family is important, but I realize that, man, outside of God, I, I, I really, I mean, God is my provider. And although I've said that all my life, I think I understand it a little bit better now at 53. So seeing mom... Uh, nurture Josiah take care of Josiah um, desire to be there for him uh, is more uh, I see it more clearly I see her love that the same kind of love she had for you guys the love she's always had for me I see it I I appreciate it more it's 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 more meaningful Um, that's what I I see the joy that he brings to you, mm-hmm. man, it's just, I, it's un- mm-hmm. un- unexplainable.
1: Mm-hmm. I think I can see the same. With you, you were always um, hands-on dad when you could be. Mm. When you were home, when the boys were little, you were very much uh, present, mm. involved, and um, but you were still just so busy. Mm -hmm. And I would say with Josiah, he brings a calmness, Mm -hmm. a stillness, and he slows you down. Mm -hmm. And I see in you, there's always been a very tender, um, attentive, hands-on, but I really see it now because when he shows up, everything stops Mm -hmm. you don't even answer a text an email and to me that's the beauty of the second chance of having another baby in the family is being able to um Mm -hmm. really be present and just pour in and i see a calmness in you he Mm -hmm. brings the calm Mm -hmm. um so that's i would that's what i would say and he is a
2: pretty he's
1: a very calm natured kid. But you bring him along. I mean, yesterday you strapped him up and said, I'm taking him for a walk and mm-hmm. I was still working and dad dropped everything, put him in the stroller, went for a fifteen minute walk. Josiah, we're hoping he was gonna go to sleep. He was wide awake when he got <laughs> home. But yeah. you just just I see that more. Yeah. You know. And you still did it with the boys. I yeah. remember. I have pictures of you teaching the boys how to cut the grass when they were th- four mm. years old. <laughs> you seriously? You were you were behind the the mower. But I see. Th- I, I that's what I see. It's just a you, calmness honey. and a just being there.
2: I think. I uh, you said uh, uh, one thing. You said second chance. I think being a grandparent is a second chance, Josh, to to correct a lot of mistakes that I made as a dad or a. And I I appreciate mom saying I was present, and I thank you for that because I need to hear that. I think that's something that I battle with is the struggle of I have some regret of not being as present for you and Eli as I wish I was. And I think the difference is even though I was present, perhaps my mind really was always thinking about, what do I teach my boys? I gotta teach. I gotta pour. I gotta. I gotta help them to be men. And and some of that is true. I think with Josiah, I'm not worried about that as much. I'm not his dad. Eli's gotta teach him. Eli can can do all that. I can just enjoy. And sometimes I wish that I had that same spirit for you guys when you guys were kids. Um, that I would. I wish I would have just enjoyed more and not been so concerned with I got to prepare these guys. Um mom was da- bathing Josiah the other day, several weeks ago, and man, I just got emotional cuz I saw him and just ad- un- I was just enjoying it, admiring the moment and him and I saw you and Eli. And I don't remember I know that there were many baths that I was there for while mom was bathing you guys. But my mind was so preoccupied with the grind and the hustle and the providing. And for Josiah, I'm enjoying it more. And I I think there was some sadness that, man, I wish I could rewind time and just look in your face and look in Eli's face and just enjoy it as much as I enjoy Josiah.
0: Mm. Is there anything that has surprised you about being a grandparent? Uh, I'm sure you guys had all kinds of expectations and things you were excited for, but is there anything that maybe you weren't expecting that is like, oh, wow, this I like this part? Or uh, is, anything at all?
1: I kept him. Uh, it was early on. Um <coughs> And Amelia was just so sleep deprived, and I said, "Why don't you just let me take him for the night?" Well, she's not ready to, you know, let that go just yet, in which I totally understand. But Eli was gone one weekend, so I said, "One," and Joe was gone, so I said, "Dad was gone." And I said, "So why don't you just come? We'll do a sleepover, but Josiah can stay down with me." And I thoroughly enjoyed the three o'clock feeding. I just, but I enjoyed that even when. I had babies. That middle of the night feeding is just so special, but with him it was just like, oh, I could sit here and do this every night. So now the sleep dep- deprivation caught up with me being older. You know, that that was a little difficult, but I really it it just took me back that I really enjoyed that time.
2: I think I'm surprised at how at how much joy he brings. You know, like mom said, when people say, oh, you can't wait, you can't wait. I don't know if I bought into that. I just thought, well, I mean, he's not my kid. Um, I'm surprised at how much joy. It's almost like for me and mom, it's almost like a reset. Like just as we were getting re- it kind of used to empty nesting and I'll admit, I, I think that our family, we, we love each other, and there, but there, is this, there definitely is some uh, part, there's this codependency that we have to work our way out of. But And I enjoy that there is a, somebody new in my life that he's dependent on me, yeah. like he needs me. I think that's a part of the challenge of growing up in a close family, that when your sons grow up, You and Eli don't need us anymore. You love us. You're there, but there's nothing that, I mean, yeah, you don't need us for any money. You don't need us for answer. You can find all the answers that you need from other places if you so choose. I think with Josiah, it's this reintroduction of when he's at the house, everything he needs, we have to give it to him. There's something that feels good about that.
0: I'm sure. All right, this might be the hardest question I ask you guys. Um, besides being grandparents, what is exciting in your lives right now? What are you guys excited about? Try not to mention Josiah or being. Yeah,
2: I think my. Well, for, let me speak. I'm just speaking for me, but mom is included in it because we're we're one. I'm excited about this new phase. We, we've just come out of a tough year. We're coming out of a tough year because of my own personal struggles with anxiety um, and uh, just being recovering from some things that I didn't know I needed to recover from. And God's bringing healing, has brought healing, and because it... in. It was it was my issues, but obviously being married to Mom for thirty years, it became her own issues as well. I'm excited about this new phase of marriage um, that we are in. That as what are our new goals? You know, um, the the Katina Ministries is kind of is in a new transitional phase. I'm excited about that. I'm excited about doing it well, but doing it differently, where uh, I'm clear-minded, I'm uh, open to what God has for not just uh, us as brothers, us as a family, but also me as an individual when it comes to, you know, my role with the Katinas. But also, uh, I won't spend too much time on this, Josh, but I'm uh, walking back into real estate to where i'm going to do it on the side but 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 really go after it and do it. Mom and I are thinking about uh some new things at the house. I don't want to bring mom into I'm not sure if she's excited as excited as I am uh We lived in our house this for the last how long 20, 18 years so you know, there's some new things that need to happen. Uh, Amelia helped us with some new decorating in our room, and we're like, wow, this is this is nice. Yeah, I saw it the other day. Yeah. Amelia, you did a great job. Good job, Mel. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited uh, we have some new opportunities coming in the new year, even right now, to, to go to the Philippines. I'm not excited about the travel, but I'm excited about what the doors that God is opening. Josh, I'm excited that... Uh, we're coming up on almost a year with you working with us. Um, Love squared is at a new is transitioning into a new phase. I'm excited about that. So I feel like I've, that's enough for me.
1: Yeah. You are really excited. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: Are you kidding? Yeah, or you have you a long mean? list. That's yes, really good.
1: Yes. Um, boy, I don't know really how I could top that. I would say, though, I'm I'm excited about, like Dad said, it's a reset. But I'm excited about the reset in our marriage, in our relationship, um, in our conversation, in our transparency and our honesty. Um, I would say for myself, I don't know if I'm excited, but I'm a little... And it's just the way that I'm wired. You know, I, this is my last year. Now I'm giving my age away, but this is my last year in this decade, in my 50s. And so going into a new uh, decade, I don't want to fear it. I want to embrace it, and I want to grow. So I'm excited about just some personal changes that I'm working on, and it's not easy, but I'm excited to see personal growth from it, and growth in our marriage. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for this new season. And I know you said don't talk about grandparenting, but it really is an exciting season of being a grandparent and 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 our family growing. So there, I won't say any more about <laughs> grandparenting. It's good, babe. Thank you, guys. You're welcome. Um,
0: Okay. Well, I'm going to switch topics completely. And I was debating whether or not I would talk about this this morning, but I feel like just the platform that we have, I should just share what I'm feeling. Um, The last few days I've been really consumed by what's going on in Israel. And I think part of it's cuz I know you guys are planning on visiting Israel within the next few months. I don't know that may change with everything that's going on. Um but I've been uh just really saddened and had a heavy heart for some of the things that I'm I've seen on social media. Um the stories that that I'm hearing the uh, it's just very heavy and um you know I I think I've said this before but w- the the program that I use to get this podcast out on um everywhere that you listen to it they they offer some analytics so I can see how many people are listening to the episodes and how long they're listening um but they also have a a map that shows you where your listeners are And, um, obviously the majority of our listeners are here in the U S and, but we do have a a good amount of international listeners and we have listeners in Israel. Mm. Um, I don't know if it's one or two, I don't know how many there are, but at least one. And I just feel like I want to share if, if it's just with one person in Israel right now, To let you know, if you're listening to this, that the Katina family and me, Josh, you're on my heart today. Um, And I'm so sorry that this world that we live in has so much violence and hatred in it. And I want you to know that if you're listening, um, there's people just like me all around the world, who are praying for you, praying for your people, praying for the Middle East, praying for Israel and Palestine, um, and praying for peace, praying for justice, um, and praying for healing. And I know not everyone who listens to this show is a Christian, and maybe not everyone who listens to this show grew up in the church, but me, someone who did grow up in the church, Israel has always been uh, outside of the U.S. Like, I feel like people who grew up in the, in the church, at least in the American church, Israel was something that got talked about a lot growing up. And I want to ask, I know this is a tough question, but I want to ask you, mom or dad, as Christians, what should we be praying for for the people of Israel, for the people of Palestine, and in that region of the world that's going through so much violence and hatred right now.
2: Thanks for bringing this up, Josh. Uh, Mom asked me. She said, "What do you think Josh is going to ask us about?" And I said, "As much as we don't, uh, it's such a heavy subject." I said he'll probably ask us about Israel. And I want to join you in, uh, I think there's a sadness and heaviness, uh, mourning for what happened. First of all, it's evil. And, uh, you know, the Bible says to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Um, And I want to say this, that... uh, I know there's a lot of uh, uh, dynamics that I don't understand about the Middle East, because I've never been there. I I remember somebody saying, you know, a lot of people can write books about Israel or the Middle Middle East, but when you've actually lived there for years, it, there's so much that is going on in between the Palestinians and the and, and just in and Jerusalem and all of that, that we don't understand that people don't even know what they can't even write a sentence about it. But I do believe this. God's chosen people. God's is are the Israel are in Israel. And what happened the Hamas is evil. Hate is evil. And they're going to pay for it. Um, not because I know something going on in po- the political world that other people don't know, but just because I believe in the Word of God. And I think we put, pray for the peace of Israel. We pray for those uh, in that live in Palestine, that they're just pawns, that they don't have anything to do with this. And yet, because of their evil leadership, they're going to have to suffer the consequences. Ultimately, I think this. As a Christian, whether you're a Christian or not, I believe Jesus is coming soon. So it's time to prepare. It's time to to get your heart right. We can't control uh, what is going on in our government, what's going on in other governments. But we are responsible for ourselves. And the Bible says when these things begin to happen, look up, your redemption is drawing nigh. So it's our responsibility to pray for Israel, to pray for for the world, pray for the Middle East, and to make sure that we're ready. I believe Jesus is coming soon. Now, does that mean next week, next month, next year? I don't know that. I just know we're today we're closer
0: to His return than we've ever been before. I I, I thanks for sharing that, Dad, and you know I. Um, I probably, I'm just guessing, I see more um, on like my social media feed. I've probably seen more, um, what's the word? I shouldn't assume this, but I think I see some more diverse thought on my f- feed than maybe you guys do. Sure, sure. And a thing that has been troubling me is I see a lot of, not a lot, I've seen posts about trying to remind people how nuanced everything is in Israel, um, how complicated things are, how it's not as as simple as you think, which on some level I think is probably right. I think, I know that there have been injustices committed by the Israeli government in Palestine. Uh, With that being said, there are certain things that aren't that nuanced to me and certain things that aren't that complicated. And one of those things is that murder's wrong. Rape is wrong. Mm-hmm. Genocide is wrong. Mm-hmm. And if, if we can't come out and say that, then who's going to say it? Right. And so I want to be clear that I know there's plenty of things, like you said, that I don't understand about it. But I do understand, I do know what evil looks like when I look at it. And there's no justification for violence, no justification for... There's no justification for the things that I saw that happened over the weekend. And I just feel I want to boldly say that I condemn that. Yeah, And... You can tell me that there's things I don't understand and I'll say you're right, but I do understand what evil looks like when I see it. And I think that it's important as a Christian that we are able to say what is right and what is wrong. And I feel like, not to get all political, but there's a lot of people that I think they are, they always people like to spew there's so much nuance to this mm-hmm. there's so it's so complicated not just israel and palestine but a lot of different issues yeah. and there might be some truth to what they're saying but at the end of the day i think it's important that we have a a a a solid foundation of we, what we say things are right some things are right some things are wrong and when we can't say that there's things that are wrong that are so clearly and our convictions are wrong. If we can't say it out loud, then we're a part of the problem. And so, Josh, so good. Yeah.
2: I, uh, I don't. Silence is loud, right? And I, um, I, even as I was coming here, I started praying in my. I started praying and said, God, there's a there's. It feels like more and more. The, what, the word that you use there. Well, there's nuances. You don't understand everything. And I ask I say, God, on this subject, it wasn't the bore, it was just uh, on this subject of what our world is facing. Uh, I'm just gonna say it just uh, racism, uh uh white privilege, transgender uh, war and and I'm just gonna say, say these things that in my mind, it feels like we live in this season where well, you really can't say that because what about this? There's nuances. And yet, I, I want to say this, God loves everybody. There, there's no nuance about that. Who does God love? Everyone. And God speaks against sin. So as a, as a, as a believer, because I, I said, God, what do you, how do you want me to feel about this subject or this subject? God said, love everyone, stand for truth, tell the truth. God loves the Palestinians. He loves, he loves Israel. God loves everybody. And there is evil. God is against evil. There's no way to justify. You know when they say that that Israel's 9/11 was this last weekend. Yeah, when I look, I, I, it made me think about uh, um, 9/11 and the New York. We were just in Brooklyn this last Sunday, and you know I think there's people. There there are people that say, well, the reason why this happened and this happened, you I'm like no, that was evil. Those people flying those planes into these twin towers. It doesn't matter. It th- That was evil, and so I, I appreciate you bringing this up to say, listeners, whether you're a Christian or not, we somebody has to say it. What happened in Israel was absolutely evil, and God condemns it. We condemn
0: it. Yeah. Well, thanks for allowing me to talk about that this yeah. morning, and I just felt like it would be... Uh, disservice to the platform to not at least say it Mm -hmm. um we can change the subject now and as we finish um i'll go back to you mom and i want to ask you um you brought this up so i wasn't going to but you brought it up you are entering a new decade in a couple of weeks your birthday is Coming up, um, I need to make a birthday list <laughs> for you, so I'll talk to you about that after. Um, as you enter in your, your 60s, what is what are some of the things that you're dreaming about for this next decade of your life?
1: I would say um, dreaming of just vitality. Um, not settling, but staying active, staying involved, staying relevant, staying engaged, um, to continue to learn, um, to not settle and be set in my ways, but to be willing to change. <coughs> um, I think that would be just my top, off, off the top That would be what I would want. Um, Yeah, just I think it's easy to settle, and I don't want to settle. I want to continue to grow. Um, So that would be, I think that would be my simple answer for that. Mm -hmm. I think I'm still heavy on the last subject a little bit. Just Mm -hmm. on my heart this morning when I was sitting and doing some reading, I was like, this is just a lot. And the question of, now I'm shifting gears, I'm going back to Israel. That's but, good. Um, I, I, I think I even asked you a few days ago, how do we pray when there's it's just so evil? Um, but I think the thing I come to is making sure that my heart is right Um kind of the check of what are you thinking, what are you reading, what are you doing? Um, and really t- speaking the truth to people, not walking in fear, I probably have a tendency to go, oh, my gosh. I mean, if you're familiar with Enneagram, if anybody is, you know, as a six, you know, fear is your base, you um, and I don't like that, but that's just how I'm wired. So I have to push against it. Um, and, you know, do I think the world's coming to an end? Well, it probably is eventually, but not today. But maybe today. But I can't control that. Mm-hmm. So I'm learning to just really surrender to the Lord of what can I do today? How can I be a light to somebody today? How can I bring hope to somebody today? And the truth is, is we are just passing through. And this is all, I was telling you this, I think it was you yesterday, just that I've heard about the return of the Lord since I've been a little girl, but I do feel like things are really ramping up and happening, that these are probably more so the end times, but the end times could last till I'm gone. I don't know. Um, But all I do know is that I want to be somebody who speaks truth and speaks hope and speaks life um, because we are just passing through. And, you know, it's not about works. It's not about what you're doing. You know, it's about your belief system and your core values. You know, Um, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, then you would be saved. Mm -hmm. And it's as simple as that and keeping it simple, and just, just, um, again, walking in what is truth, walking in and speaking life to people, and our walk is truly, we walk by faith and not by sight, and we're just passing through, and our hope is in the Lord. That's what I go to in these times where it is unsettling. Um, So, Anyways, I just, I think I'm just more mindful of that. You know, I'm not, I'm not a Bible buff. I'm not a, not a studying Middle East, all that. I, I, you know, I can't, I don't understand at all, but I do know that there is hope in the Lord, and that's what we have to be grounded in, so.
0: Amen. Well, thank you, Mom. Uh, an early happy birthday to you, and thank I want to thank you so much for being here today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for
0: having me. I
2: want to say, too, Mom, first of all, you're not 60 yet. <laughs> it's interesting to think that you're going to be 60 next year, honey. When I look at you, I just think, wow. I, j- I mean, you're as beautiful today, if not more, because I know you more than the f- day I met you um, in 19... 19- don't tell me 1988, September 2nd. Wow. And, uh, I do want to commend you because when you said you're Josh said, what are you dreaming about? What are your goals? You don't want to get settled in your ways. You want to continue to be relevant. You are, you, you continue to inspire me to grow. You ins- continue to inspire me to, to, to not be so set in my ways. And, uh, I just thank you, honey. It's uh, It's been an honor and a gift to do life with you. And I'm excited about this next year together.
1: Thank you. I'm excited, too. We got many more, Lord willing, many more years. So thanks for having us, Josh. Yes, thanks, Joshie.
0: We'll end with that. We're proud of you, dude. Thank you, guys. So proud. Love you, guys. Love you. To those of you listening, thank you for tuning in. We'll be back with more episodes soon. Have a great day.